Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational, brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Marilyn Boucher. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And today we have a wonderful female empowerment episode with our guest here, Brittany Crane. Woo woo! She was <laughs> born in Salt Lake City, Utah, currently li lives in Spanish Fork, and she is married to a superstar. That's so cute. Four kids. It's true. <laughs> with one surprise baby girl on the way, which is so exciting before the recording. We're actually talking about that. So she is a stay-at-home mama, but also owns two businesses, G-O-T-G, -G, which is... Get Out There Girl. Yeah, Get Out There Girl, and The Brave Talk Show... And then, of course, a fun fact is that you have a talk show. That's so fun. I was also going to add, as I was driving over here, I'm like, another fun fact is I made my baby crib five years ago into a chicken coop. So that's pretty fun. That is that is <laughs> My chickens fun. live in my baby crib, and so now we get to buy a new baby crib. Nice. Okay, this is kind of amazing. <laughs> it brings nesting to a whole other level. It really does, right? Oh, I love that. My chickens live good. They live comfortably. <laughs> So did you disassemble in any way? I'm just fascinated by this because... Yeah, so my husband, he I don't know where he got the idea. I think he just saw it on Google or something, and he was like, we're going to turn the crib into a chicken coop. And I was like, is that possible? And so he put a roof on it. It has shingles and everything. And then he built a little box um, on the end of it and cut a hole in the crib. And so the crib, is it's you can still completely tell it's a crib. Mm -hmm. And then there's just a roof and a little box on the side or on the end that also has like a little part that lifts up a little latch where they lay their eggs. That so. is brilliant. I love that. Cause I, so I actually have chickens and they have sort of like the, I don't know, it's Taj McCluck. It's, it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> how, how much I've, um, how big it is. Cause we only have three chickens. It's very like Push. But I remember even just looking at making a chicken coop and we were like, oh, with lumber, like maybe let's not. So I love like taking something you already have, utilizing it. And the I can ultimate recycle. <laughs> ultimate recycle. Well, I'm just visualizing with the the crib, like, yeah, that's perfect because of the airflow and everything. That's so great. Baby. Random fun fact. Right? Now I get to buy a new crib. Right? <laughs> that's okay. It probably wasn't up to code or whatever. They change those things all the time. It's probably needed to be retired anyway. Right? The thing that was like totally safe for kids. They're like, no, it's a death trap. You're like, it was fine. Okay. <laughs> well, that is amazing. And of course, the fact we talked about earlier leads into what you're talking about today. So I want to talk about like what you feel like you are involved in that empowers women. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I didn't, I guess I just wanted to start, I didn't ever think that this would be what I would do. Like it just kind of fell into my lap. I love being a stay-at-home mom and that's my priority. But a few years ago, I had just met Marilyn. Um, I had a friend, Holly and I, who were like, we 
like I had always been going hiking and just posting on Facebook, like, hey, I'm going hiking with my kids if anybody wants to join us. And sometimes people would come and sometimes I would hike with just my kids. And I met Holly and Holly and I were like, let's like, she was always up for adventure. So we started going and hiking a ton and adventuring a ton. And then we started inviting our friends and then they started inviting their friends. And we had strangers coming, like it was really, really quick. And I knew what adventure had done for me. Like I suffered from postpartum depression after my third baby. Mm -hmm. And getting outside was honestly the, the cure for me. It was the answer. And so I knew what it did for me and how it made me feel alive and just be a better mom and a better human. And so as I watch these other moms say like, I want to come. Oh, you're going hiking. I want to come. I want to come. As I saw these other women come, the same thing happened to them that happened to me. And I just like started watching like people watching and just my mind was blown. And like, it's not just me. Like women Mm -hmm. need the outdoors. It does something for women and women are actually craving it. And the more women I talked to, the more like I didn't grow up having opportunities to adventure like you you guys did right Mm -hmm. um and so when I found it I was like why did I miss out on this like so I didn't have those opportunities and so I was like I want to make sure that there are those opportunities for women and so Holly and I were like let's get insurance and make it official and start providing like facilitating these type of environments where women could go outside. Mm-hmm. And then wow. we, we added two other aspects to it where um, we did some type of self-development um, on each retreat. We would do like typically what we do is a Friday through a Sunday retreat. And so it involves some type of workshop, some type of self-help. I talk a lot about self-compassion mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about validation and different things. So we always have some type of like quiet time where we, we learn and educate ourselves on a certain topic. And for these, um, aspects, is this something that you guys kind of discussed together? Like first, like, this is the topic we're going to cover. Um, do you have specific people speaking? How does that work? It kind of just evolved. Like when Holly, Holly's not a part of it anymore, but she was, and it was kind of just like, let's go canyoneering and get a group and hire a guide or get some, one of our friends to, to take us. And so it was more just like, let's get out with some, some other women. But as it evolved, I started thinking like, what are some crucial aspects of it? Like what are women craving and what do women need? And that workshop, I, Self-compassion, when I mentioned my postpartum depression, self-compassion was a huge tool for me. Mm-hmm. That's really so changed good. my life. And so, so as I've like spent the last seven years learning everything I could about self-compassion, I'm like, women need, I, like, I need to talk to women about this. I need, and I have these trips, so I might as well take some time, like take an hour out of this weekend and like just share what I know about self-compassion. And then mm-hmm. as that evolved... Like I had some women coming on more than one retreat and I'm like, well, I'm not going to talk about self-compassion every single time. So I would, I would ask other people to come. So I've had, um, some coaches come and just people who are experts in, in a certain field. And I've been like, Hey, would you come on a retreat in exchange for teaching a workshop? And they always say yes. Yeah. And with compassion, you wrote a book, like a workbook to actually learn and grow and develop from. Yeah. Tell us that. Yeah, so that yeah, was a big deal neat. for me. I it was um I just had so much knowledge in my head and I was teaching all of these workshops and I would refer women to the books that I had read, but they're big books. 
and there's there just wasn't like a digestible workbook that women could take and do in you know the limited amount of time that they had and so I was like, why don't I write one? Like, yeah. do what I have. And it mm-hmm. was actually really hard for me because of all of my self-doubt and different things that I was like, mm-hmm. who am I to write a book? Like, that's kind of silly, Brittany. But then I was like, if I, when I was going through everything and when I was learning about self-compassion, if a woman had wrote a book, I would have been like, yes, please. I don't care who you are. Like, if it's something that I can digest and if I can do and it improves my life, then I don't care if you're a nobody. <laughs> like, I'll take it. I, 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 in fact, actually, that's, Whenever I read something that's self-help and whatnot, I'm always skipping over the why should I care what you have to say. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, irrelevant. I don't care how many years you went to whatever school or all I want to know is when I'm reading it, does it help me? That's all I care about. Like, it doesn't matter to me, you know, the exp- and you have the experience because the experience is your own personal experience and all the things you'd already read and collected because you had done that, that legwork. But I think that's amazing. And Thanks. you're highly relatable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. I just, I I've, didn't know that I was relatable until I started doing these retreats. And when I just, I found that naturally I've created an environment where women feel safe. And once you open the door, and the only reason that that happened was because I would share my story. And then women would suddenly their guards would go down because I was being vulnerable then the the door would open for them to be vulnerable Mm, and now like I've heard hundreds of women's stories and my life is so much better because women will share their stories with me absolutely and I'm like like we have so much more in common as women than we think like so often we compare and judge each other but if you just listen to another woman's story then like, I haven't met a woman that I don't love after mm-hmm. hearing her story. Mm-hmm. I feel the same. That's, I do. No, that's so true. Um, yeah, I've connected so much faster and deeper by sharing some sort of vulnerable moment or um, or silly thing that I did or made a mistake with than ever trying to put up some pretense of, like, I know how to do a lot of things or whatever. I think women crave that, like... For so yes. long, we've put our, our best foot forward and we've tried to like alternate our, or not alternate, but like mold our, our appearance of what people think of us. And it's exhausting. And so I think as like, just as women in general, we're like, I'm tired. I just want somebody to love me for me. Like, just accept me. You get my good, you get my bad, you get my messy house, you get my mm-hmm. disobedient kids. Like mm-hmm. I'm just the whole package mm-hmm. and take it or leave it. And I think what women are finding is that we want that and it's actually really refreshing because everybody wants that yes so it just connects us and it's it's awesome to watch oh that's that's so that's so so cool um and then i know that the main thing you want to talk about um is the get out there girl but did that in any way um, morph into a connection with being on the talk show or are those two separate Um, they're separate. So I had the idea for the talk show. So the get out there girl just kind of happened, right? I just kind of explained a little bit about that, the reader's digest version of how that happened. Um, but the talk show I had the idea for 10 years ago, I lived in Virginia and I was like, that'd be really cool if just like four, like average women got together who were super relatable and just had discussions about 
like real life issues that people don't talk about, like postpartum depression, like suicide, like body image, and all of these things that like we tend to hide or like food addiction. That's a big one, mm-hmm. right? And we all feel this like shame around it, but there's no need to feel shame. And as Get Out There Girl has evolved, that's just shown me that we're so much more connected and so much more alike. And I'm like, we need to have these hard conversations. Somebody needs to talk about this. And so the idea never left me for 10 years. And I knew I wasn't at a place mentally where I could handle it or I could like share my opinion freely and not worry about what other people thought of me. And so over the last 10 years, like I've grown personally a ton where just last year I was like, it's time. Like mm-hmm. that talk show idea that I had 10 years ago that I've never forgotten about it. Like every couple of years I'll bring it up to my husband and he's like, that again. Like <laughs> just do it or forget about it. I'm like, I don't know why I can't forget about it. But I, and then he'll like bring up some things. Well, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Can you handle that? And I'm like, no, I can't yet. <laughs> and so last year I'm like, it's time, Ben. And he's like, okay, like sweet. Like I don't know what that means for me, but go for it. And so I reached out to just a couple friends and I was like, I think I'm going to do this talk show. Like, this is my idea. And within like a month, I had my other three co-hosts. Like they just fell into my lap. They were Mm -hmm. all super excited about it. They're like, the world needs this. And so meant to be so exciting. And we've, we're, we just finished season one, wrapping up season one. Congratulations. It's been fun. It's been so fun. And it's really cool because, um, it's a varied um, voices that you you have, and mm-hmm. so that's why it's so cool that you found these these women, and you connect, and yet also not all the same stories um, that are coming out there, which is really cool. And um, I mean, it almost sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost sounds like because you were able to get out into nature and then put together the get out there girl, that that almost like allowed you to believe in yourself enough to do that yeah I agree completely that is exactly why like I being outside and being in nature has made it so that I could be my best self and so that I can believe in myself and not care what other people think and so it's just taken me so far and even now like because I still have my issues right like issues don't just go away um and so even now like when I'm struggling with something I go outside like I find healing and peace outside and that's where I'm like, okay, I get grounded, get back, start believing in myself, do all of my affirmations and everything else, you know, use all of my tools that I have and then go for it. But like I, things have gotten so much better in my life over the last, postpartum depression really was a turning point for me and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that I went through it because it started my change yeah. and it, it led me on a path where now like I really like this the sky's the limit like mm-hmm. for me like I, if there's something that I want to do I do it like I don't talk myself out of it anymore like I used to if that yeah. makes sense oh no that 100% makes sense I had postpartum with both of my both of my kiddos I'm so sorry so yeah so so like I, I I totally understand and I also understand um that like I don't know that exuberant happiness that you can have after when it's just like <gasps> Like you said, like, oh, like, this is all good, and there's so many things. Um, so that's, that's amazing. I was actually going to ask if, and if there's not a specific thing, that's okay, but um, 
if there were any things from your trips where a woman came and shared something specific. And I understand you wouldn't be like, and they said, and her name was this, and she was <laughs> going through this, like, whatever. But where it really was just like, oh, you know, like, really just sort of, like, filled your soul as far as what you're doing. Um, I've had a, I've had dozens of those moments where some of my favorite are when the family actually or the husband approaches me or my husband afterwards and is like, I don't know what your wife did, but my wife needs to go with her like every month. Yes. Um, yes. I've had women tell me like after they've gone on their first retreat, they're like, I'm starting a savings account. Like I've talked it over with my husband because it helped me so much. Like I came home so much better. We're going to put aside money every month so that I can go on your next retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I've had dozens of those where women are like, I need to come with you again. Like I'm, I went home better able to take care of my family yes. and better able like just to feel like me again. And I'm like, that's why, like, I feel like every retreat I call my husband the first night and I'm like, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I do it because like, I just, I wish you could bottle it and just share it with everybody. Cause it's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is women in nature. It's just, it's liberating. And oftentimes I find there's that one person that that trip was for and you see you see an aha moment or yeah. you see a breakthrough or you just see a lift yeah so mm. worth it yeah yeah and and like and I love that you pointed out that fact of yeah that they're just come back as a better better wife or mom like every time um and I know that sometimes it's so easy to think like oh I don't know if I can like budget it or oh I don't know if I can make time you know, because of like, I'm so overwhelmed with this and this. And then like every single time um, that you go out and do that, then like you said, all of a sudden it's like, oh, all this energy I have now. And I have more openness for creativity. Like I used to think the only way I could take care of this problem was if X, Y, Z. And then I realized like, oh, like either I don't have to do all of it or, oh, that doesn't really matter. Or, you know, like it just opens you up. I love it. When you watch another woman realize that self-care is important because so many of us think that self-care is expensive or my kids need me or like it takes so much for a mom to leave, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many things that have to be handled before mom leaves and kids don't really like want moms to leave. They get a little anxious about mom leaving because what's dad going to do? Like things are going to fall apart when mom's gone. (laughs) You know, like there's so much for a mom to leave that it it takes a lot for a mom to be like, okay, I'm going to commit. I'm going to go on this adventure. I'm going to do it. And so for it to click and be like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this more often because this is actually going to benefit my kids. This is going to benefit my husband. Self-care is important. It's not just a bubble bath. It's not selfish. And when you watch that happen to another woman, you're like, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then then you get to a certain point when your kids start being like, you need to go. (laughs) (laughs) Like like lovingly, but like... Mm-hmm. My kids will do that sometimes. They're like, you missed out on this, like, I don't know, like, trip with your friends or whatever. Like, next time, go. Because <laughs> they, they... I love they, that they, they, they notice. Yeah, they notice. They don't need cranky, like, martyr victim well, mom. think about the, <laughs> like, the tools that you're teaching your kids. Like, I don't want my sons to grow up thinking that a woman, like, his wife is just supposed to stay home with the kids all the time while he goes on guys' trips or he goes on business trips and she's just, you know, her place Mm -hmm. is in the home. And I don't want my girls to think that once you become a wife and a mom, life is over and your Mm -hmm. sole purpose is to just serve them day in and day out. Like, you're still a human being and actually you'll be a lot better of one 
if you take care of yourself. And so I just, yes. like, it all comes full circle. I think the patterns that you set for your children when you take care of yourself, like, it's just the role model. Mm. Oh, 100%. You're teaching them how to be better adults and they're, you're showing them like hey being an adult can actually be be fun sometimes <laughs> like it doesn't have to be drudgery it doesn't have to be you know one set stereotype or one set way like it's actually a lot a lot bigger so actually I had I was listening to a podcast and my favorite quote now that I like it really stuck with me I was washing the dishes and I stopped what I was doing and I wrote it down because I was like whoa that was big this woman said be an adult woman that makes your daughter excited to grow up and be an adult woman. And I was like, mind blown. Like, am I doing that? Like, am I making it so that my daughter can't wait to grow up and be an adult woman? Or am I showing her this, you know, miserable woman that's just doing the dishes all the time? And I'm like, I think that's a huge aha moment. Right? That's, I love it. That's amazing. I have, I hadn't heard that quote and it's so true. I love that. So good. Oh, oh, I love it so much. Um, before we wrap up, are there any other take-home things that you really want to let people know? Um, just about going out and adventuring in general. Obviously, we'll still point out the things that where they can find you. But um, I think I would just say, like, don't wait for somebody to rescue you. Don't wait for somebody to plan the trip or don't wait to even be invited by a friend group to do something. Like, if there's something you want to do, you are capable and you are powerful and you can do it and you have one life live it live, make and create the life that you want don't wait for somebody to do it for you mm-hmm. oh that's so so amazing I'm, yeah you just have so much to say and I'm sure we could talk for hours You're <laughs> hence <amazing>. the talk <laughs> show yes yeah. I love it I love it so um so actually that being said to segue um, where can people find you as well as where can they find the workbook that you created? Yeah, so um, they can find me on Facebook and Instagram. So Get Out Their Girl is just Get Out Their Girl on Instagram and Facebook. And then um, The Brave Talk Show on both of those, Instagram and Facebook. And then um, my workbook, I actually just sold out. Last year I, I got a big um, batch printed and I just sold my last one last month and so I think I what I've decided to do instead of printing out another big batch is to put it online and so people can just like do it online or print it out at their house and so I'm currently in that so you can't even get the workbook right now but um, but stay tuned yes I was gonna say but if they're following you on Instagram when that's available then they'll know hopefully soon I do want to give a plug for you with the brave talk show the women on it are real and raw it's enjoyable <laughs> and you for sure want to listen to the episode the classy are you classy <laughs> or are you nasty it's hilarious yeah Do we, we asked each other female hygiene questions and yeah we found it we didn't know like I had no idea. And that's, those are things that you don't ask somebody. Like, how often do you shower? How often do you wash your lady parts? Like, how often do you? Just oh, super fun. That's super mm. fun. Oh, oh, my gosh. I love it. My answers probably would be not enough to all of them. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, so cool, though. I love that. So that's where you can find Brittany. And, yes, definitely do find her. Listen, all of that. So thank you so much, Brittany, for sharing your stories with us today. And to hear more fun, inspiring, empowering stories from women like Brittany, click and listen to our podcast, click subscribe, 
throw down some stars for us so women can find it easier. And definitely if you want to come check out some Mountain Mama trips, hop on our website. It is Emma's and Mary, Tia's and Tom, Mamas, M-A-M-A-S dot org. And we would love to have you come adventure with us as well. That is it for today's podcast. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.